0: Welcome, everyone, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. And this week, we are talking about Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince, which is out now, and you should definitely all buy it. Uh, This is a pretty much spoiler-free episode. This is our first impressions episode, like Mm -hmm. like we enjoy doing for every Dragon Quest game. So... Uh, if you're worried about spoilers, this one should be totally fine. Um, BJ's not even that far into it yet, so and it's not my Amazon. fault. This time, <laughs> it's not
1: it's not me putting anything off. It is completely Amazon uh, being absolutely terrible at the one thing they're supposed to do.
0: They uh, so, yeah, I don't know. That's the deal.
1: Yeah, like it came out last Friday, uh, a week ago, and I was really excited because I pre-ordered the physical version of it, and you and I had talked a little bit about how maybe it was going to be uh, hard to find, and so I made sure I pre-ordered the the physical version, and it was supposed to be in on Friday, you know, release day, like you do when you pre-order something, but I got a notification that maybe it was going to come in on Saturday, and I was like, alright, that's fine, it's still the weekend, I'll have time to play, Then the notification pushed to, we're sorry, this has been delayed until Monday at 9 p.m. And I'm like, well, that really sucks. There goes my weekend that I was planning on playing a lot of this. And so I was like, well, Monday night still gives me plenty of time to to play it. Then I got another delay that Amazon on my Prime pre-order delayed it till Tuesday night. And it literally came in Tuesday night uh, about 10 minutes before I went to bed. And so, I wasn't even able to break open the cellophane on it uh, that on Tuesday. So, I had all of Wednesday to do, which yesterday was, you know, a work day, and then I was busy all night. So, I got to play about the demo's worth again, because progress didn't transfer over. Which kind of, well, I could, shouldn't say kind of, which really irritates me, because I've been looking so forward to this game, that it's a week later, and I've barely been able to start, and it's... Only like the last day of my fault of being busy on having things to do last night. And so it's like, I want to play this game and it's really good. And I'm having a good time with it when I get to play it. But uh, it's stupid. The progress doesn't carry over and I didn't get to get further in the game. So meh, Amazon. <laughs> I've actually been tempted to contact them and be like, hey, this was prime. Can I get uh, some sort of uh, compensation for this?
0: The answer will be no. You're just the answer will, your time.
1: they might give me five dollars of digital something,
0: at which point I'll buy a book. Maybe. They'll give you like a month free of Amazon music. Ugh. Gross.
1: <laughs> no, that's
0: that's why I said that's why I said that. That specifically. That yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it. I am pretty confident I will beat it today. Maybe not. Yeah. It's the game awards and so my work day is crazy, but um, I'm pretty, feel pretty good about the fact that I will have it beaten tonight. I am, I'm reviewing it for work. Um, and the review codes for everywhere was like really, uh, didn't get them till last minute. So my goal because of that was to, I was like, I'm, I can be the first, the first one to get a review in. So I, I went at it really hard just as like a yeah. personal. Just as like a personal game for myself, as I was like, I'll be the first one. But I noticed today that looked like some site, uh, Nintendiros, which I hadn't heard of. I don't know that but, one. Um, anyway, had one up uh, on Metacritic, at least. So I was like, well, I guess I won't get the first. But I'm kind of in that weird part where like I, I wanted to be the first, but at the same time, I'm not going to rush through it to the point that I can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. So it's like, realistically, if I'd wanted to, I probably could have had it beaten already just because... I mean, like, weekend alone. Like, like the game got there, like, Thursday night. And then Friday, of course, it came out everywhere. And that's when I really started playing it. And on Saturday and uh, Sunday, I played it for probably cl- somewhere between 7 and 8 hours both days. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I had put in... I put in over 20 hours to it by the time I got to work on Monday because one of the editors I work with who was excited to play this game, he's on vacation as of today and he said he's like looking forward to playing this his entire vacation. He uh, he was asking me how it was and how I liked it on Monday morning and I was like, it's good, you know, I'm like 20 some odd hours into it. It's really nice. So I'm pretty far into it, but I'm not going to give spoilers for you or for anybody listening so i'm gonna to try to look at it kind of like we usually do where it's like as if i had only gotten to the first like few hours into the game mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it um whenever it started off it starts off with cut scenes we haven't seen before right yeah which was really cool it, yeah it's really good it puts the it puts some of the demo into context a little bit better because you like i felt like i was able to understand enough of the demo that it wasn't like jarring and you could definitely tell you know like this is the beginning of the game but right yeah the, the, but I was confused scenes, a little bit yeah the the cutscenes definitely put a lot of it into context for you i really liked the cutscenes and what was going on and how it was setting everything up and then it just kind of dumps you uh back where the demo starts and I knew it was going to happen. I knew progress didn't roll over. So it wasn't like I was necessarily like, you know, whining about it. And for the most part, I didn't skip cutscenes, even though it was stuff I'd seen already because it had been so long since I had seen it. Um, but right. I was just like, I'm just going to watch this again. It's only, it's going to take up maybe like if I'd skipped those cutscenes, it would have maybe saved me five minutes of my life. And I'm just like, whatever it's five minutes.
1: And I skipped all of them because I was so delayed. I would have sat through them and watched them again if I hadn't been delayed, but I skipped through them uh, to be able to get back up to the point where I quit the other one.
0: <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So I didn't, I didn't bother skipping them. The only ones I did skip actually were like at the Coliseum and at the Moliseum where yeah. you're, um, where it's like the, the MCs are talking between each fight like that stuff I skipped. Cause it's like, it's funny. And when you see it for the first time, it's funny, it gives flavor and all of that, but It's not like content that I have to see a second time. So I did skip that stuff. And then as I got to fights like that later on in the game that I hadn't seen before, I've been watching them. But um, I did skip that. But the rest of it, I just left alone and um, have really been enjoying. Did you? So back in our demo uh, episode, we talked about we we actually both messed around with it quite a bit to make sure that our quote unquote starter monster was a fright bulb. Um, right. Did you did you do Fright Bulb again this time, or what did you? So with?
1: no, because I knew that it transferred monsters over rather than anything else. I decided I was going to go for a different uh, starter this time, so I would already have the Fright Bulb. And I went through and I did it three times. And the first two times, with completely different answers. It gave me the Mud Mannequin again, dude. It <laughs> just wanted me to have that stupid Mud Mannequin over and over again, and I was like, no. I'm not doing this. I considered it because it did it so much last time, too. I'm like, why do they want me to have this so much? But I hated it so much, I stopped. And uh, I accidentally, I clicked the button too quickly, um, and it landed me with a platypunk is the one that I ended up with uh, this time. So I went with it. It was a good one, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you look cool. You're weird. And uh, there's all the stuff where I like them from uh, Rocket Slime. So I was like, yeah, that one, that one will work. And it's actually been fun seeing him uh, go like drop his butt on things <laughs> and uh, slap stuff. So I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of that one actually, but it was an accident that I clicked it because I was just going to kind of run through it a few times to see what else was there. Uh, other than the fright bulb and the mud mannequin. And, uh, but yeah, platypunk was cool. So I'm, I'm happy with, happy with that one. Did you name him Plobfather? father? Uh, I didn't. What did I name him? I think I might have oh, named man. him Punkers with a Z.
0: Oh, man. Missed uh, opportunity. If you get a potty uh, punk, you should have named him Plobfather.
1: I named a uh, uh, Bantamweight KFC, spelled out um, I, I think, I can't remember what the other one was, but I was really proud of a couple of the puns that I made. Um, I made the, the Wobergine, I named them, and I, I did this for you just so I could tell you on here. I named the Wobergine uh Woey Lawrence for you. Wow. Wow. You're welcome. Wow. And you're oh, welcome guys. everybody out there. Uh if you're too young to get that or uh you're you're you should look that up. Uh because it works on two different levels. It works on two levels, Austin. It does. I know. I started to say I said wow, but I should have said Whoa whoa yeah exactly right i just knocked my water i got excited and moved my hands around and i knocked my water bottle (laughs) off of the the desk and uh, into the trash
0: yeah i okay so i actually i i did not know that the monsters rolled over like i feel like it was probably something i obviously knew at some point in time but by the time i was playing dq monsters 3 for real i was like I was like, okay, I want to make sure I get a fright bulb again because I loved my fright bulb last time and I really want a fright bulb. And so I got another fright bulb. I nicknamed him Frightly just like I did on the fly last time. And I was like, you know, this this is Frightly now. And I was going to keep him. And then I still didn't realize that the monsters rolled over. Like I chose to import the demo data because I knew Mm -hmm. that I got like some special like items or something for doing that. But I was like... Uh, I didn't really pay that much attention and played the game pretty far along. Like I was either out of the demo or at the, toward the end of where the demo, where the demo ends. And uh, like, I just happened to go to do like monster synthesis. And I mean, I had already been, this is embarrassing to admit, but like I had already been synthesizing monsters quite a bit before I suddenly realized that I had two fright bulbs in my party and like two slimes and things like that. And I was like, wait a minute <laughs> like wait a second yeah and i realized that they were both called frightly and one was like level eight and one of them was like level 16 and i was like okay so um so yeah so this is this is my old one and went ahead and uh like like synthesized him up to get an onion slime um because you know it tells you like if it's going to be a good monster like it'll be an orange um because it's a mm. rank higher than your monsters and there was an orange okay Uh, onion slime possible if I synthesized Frightly with something and so I went with that and so I I didn't realize that but anyway I I was telling Brad on Blue Sky and I was talking to people at work um, about it too that just like I feel like half of my time in this game easily has been monster synthesis and it's not even that the game requires like that much synthesis it's just that it's so darn fun and it's the kind of stuff I can I can get easily distracted by sinking a lot of hours into that I've just mm-hmm. spent like there was one night. There's been one night this week where I sat down and I was like, eh, I'll see if I can synthesize any monsters because I've got I've got duplicates of some and I've got like I've, I've got quite a bit stowed away right now. And I I was at that point then I was at that point where most of the monsters were beyond level 10. So you could just go ahead and synthesize them instantly. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to just, I'm just going to dip down here to the basement in Rose Hill tower and talk to the old Mm -hmm. man and I'm going to synthesize and then I'll go play the game. And, you know, but I'm going to take like 10 minutes to synthesize. And literally it was almost two hours. Like, I don't know where time went. Like I was sitting there synthesizing monsters for so long that by the time it was done, I was like, man, I feel kind of sleepy. And like, I feel kind of tired. Have I just been staring at a screen too long? Like, I need to rest my eyes. And I realized that it had been almost two hours that I was just sitting there and synthesizing monsters, and, and I meant for it to be 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, that will that'll absolutely happen in games like this, where, especially when there's customization. Customization are the ones where, that's where I end up getting uh, stuck like this. I'll end up synthesizing or just grinding for that one item that I need just for this one particular like crafting thing and then it's been two hours by the time I get that one small thing done and uh, it's I absolutely understand what uh, how that happens it does I have it happens to me all the time
0: I finally got so in the in the demo episode I was talking about the giant the dragon with the tree on its back it's called a lumbering lizard yeah. by the way um, and I was, I thought it was really cool and I was like, Oh, I got to catch that thing. And that was, I, and I text you earlier in the week because that was like my goal. Whenever I started playing, I was like, man, I got to get one of, got to get one of them dragons with a tree on its back. Yep. Like that was, yep, yep. that was my goal. I was like, I got to do it. I ended up getting one because through synthesis and I can't even oh, remember you didn't the catch syn- it. You didn't, yet. you
1: didn't scout it. I no, thought no. you had scouted it.
0: I went through. I can't even remember the synthesis chain that got me there. I know at some point it was a Wordle. Um, and then it. But not a crossword? Not, hey not a crosswordle. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, but anyway, I can't remember the chain I got to, but I got a lumbering lizard and I was like super excited and text you about it. And then I have not told you this yet because I hadn't I was so excited to have it. I didn't try. it. It's tiny. That little lumbering lizard oh. is like super tiny. It's next to my cure slime. Well, it was next oh. to my cure slime. I, ha- I had a cure slime at my party. And it was uh, like the cure slime was like huge and the little that little lumbering lizard is like so tiny. It was like my tiniest little monster. And I was expecting to have this big giant dragon on my team. And instead yeah. at, the, at the time, I had a I had like two different slime variants. One of them was a cure slime, and then I had a, um, oh, shoot, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, it looks like a triceratops with a giant like armor shell on its back. And okay, uh, and that was my party. And the little lumbering lizard was just like so tiny. And even my kids have been watching me play it a lot. And one of them, I can't remember who, was like. Why is he so small? Why is that dragon so small? And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I know he's Aww, not big. Oh, that's so sad. And so I need to go back to that area. I haven't really, I haven't had much of a reason to go back to that area in that season, and right, and just try to catch it, unless I just actively want to go there right now. So I need to go try to scout him, and um, and see if I can do it because. I, uh, but I mean, the lumbering lizard I had was fine. It's, it's, I ended up synthesizing it like a couple of nights later, which again is something that sometimes bums me out about DQ monsters games and has bummed me out about this one is that I have to, like, I get really attached to a monster or like there's a monster I've tried really hard to get. And then I get it in my party, but then it's like, if I synthesize it, like, the next night, if I synthesize it, then, yep. I, like, it makes sense to synthesize it, and I need to, but, like, I prefer that one. And it's been really hard sometimes. Like, I had a an avian android, which is, like, a robot bird with rainbow wings. Yeah. And it looked beautiful. Yep, so cool. I, I kept that in my party way longer than I should have because I loved it so much and I didn't want to synthesize it and then it just got to a point where there were so many good monster options available if I synthesized it um yep. that I was like okay farewell farewell avian android you've served me well and just kind of synthesized it and yep. I I hate to admit it but I synthesized frightly and it was it was so Aww. hard I don't know I did. I was that like that. You know, the Wesley Snipes gif where like he's crying with the gun. That's you. That's what I felt like when I was synthesizing Frightly. Yeah. But it was just like, man, it it was stupid not to. And I was just like, I, I did it. I did. I synthesized that is one Frightly. of
1: my biggest like complaints about synthesis systems like this. It happens in Persona and Shin Megami Tensei as well. I don't want to get rid of the ones that I have that I like. That I don't care if it is a better, you know, better statistically and better abilities and just generally improved in every aspect. I'm attached to the one that I have. Like where I won't sometimes evolve Pokemon. But I'm generally able to get another one of that. So, like, I'll go and try to get a second version to synthesize just to keep the one that I like. And it ends up costing me a lot of time to do. But I hate having to get rid of it. I don't like that it takes it away from me.
0: Yeah, I discovered this at some point where... So, I had had a, a Wordle. Weirdle, I don't know. It's with a Y, you know, because it's like a worm. It's yeah. like a dragon with a shell. On its yeah. and and I had one of those, and it was rank G. Okay, so not very good. Again, this was back yeah. at toward the beginning of the game, and then I synthesized it with something else to get a lumbering lizard because I needed a dragon with a tree on its back. And yeah, as, well, one does. I, as one does. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> then and then. I I don't know at what point, like 10 hours later, I don't know, 15 hours later of the game. At some point later in the game, I synthesized some other monsters. And a, again, another Wordle showed up, and but it was an orange option, and it was going to be rank E. Um, okay. And so I ended up getting another Wordle in my party. A, and that's happened a couple of other times. That's just a specific example. So what I'm trying to say here is that just because you do have to synthesize one type, it doesn't right. necessarily mean... It, you can't get another one of a higher rank later on because yeah. um, the the rank e wordle I ended up keeping in my party for quite a while because I feel like I feel like the game goes pretty fast uh, not to jump too far ahead but uh, and no story spoilers or anything but I feel like the game goes pretty fast and then somewhere around like the rank f rank e part of the game yeah. um, like there's a good stretch of time there where you meet a lot of new monsters and do a lot of stuff so you're kind of like stuck with those monsters. I felt like I was stuck yeah. with monsters longer. I felt like I was stuck with rank F and E monsters longer than of, at other tiers and ranks of monsters when I've been playing it. Anyway, I mean, I'm still... I'm having just so much fun with this game. Like, it, it is stupidly good.
1: I'm so glad. I'm so glad that the demo was indicative of it being really good. And I'm really glad that uh, the that you've been able to, to actually move through it and enjoy it consistently without hitting a wall where it's just like, well, this... Like like you kind of did in Joker, like the Joker games where you just kind of got to where it was repetitive and didn't enjoy it anymore.
0: Yeah, well, the reason I didn't like Joker 1 is because there's pretty much no story and I didn't just love, yeah. you know, that the, I didn't just love the world or the setting. Like, I like Joker 2 fine. Um, I think for me with, with Monsters uh with the dark prince is that dragon quest four is probably my second favorite dq game after 11 like i love dragon right. quest four sorrow is my favorite dragon quest villain and so getting to run around with sorrow and going back and even though the locations don't look the way they did in dq4 because dq4 was an nes game and then a ds game <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like right they don't look the same, but some of they sometimes have the same vibe and you see characters from DQ4 and stuff. And so I've just I've really loved that and like this is I started I started working on my review a little bit today. Um haven't beat the game, haven't given it a score or anything like that yet, but I just kind of started like just a draft, you know, to get out some of my thoughts. Now that I'm getting towards the end here. My like big takeaway was just like it's a game that like just really like, it's impossible to not smile. Like, I dare anybody to play this game and not have a smile on their face because just the names of these monsters are so funny. Like, I <laughs> sent you pictures of the of crocodile doo yeah. and then Sugar Batty. <laughs> the Sugar Batty one just made me laugh so yeah, much. Which, by the one. way, yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's a candy monster with a mustache, and it, his name is Sugar Batty. I just, I, I don't know. Like, there's just, there's so many times that I've been... Just you know, I mean, I I think I've smiled the entire time I've been playing this, and I uh, I, I don't want to get too far ahead with any of this yet, but I just it, it's a it's been a great experience. I really love it. After being so disappointed with Die, I was really nervous because this one I, I didn't get. They didn't send out review codes early or too early, um, right. and I was like, oh man, that usually. Typically, not necessarily for Dragon Quest, but just in general, with video games in general, if the code isn't there early, it's probably not going to be very good. Like, if you get a code the day of, it's probably the game's not great. And so I was getting really nervous, and it was one of those things where I was like, okay, either, uh, again, generalizing, not with Square Enix, but just games in general, I was like, okay, if you don't have a code, then it's either the game is not good or just they have no faith in it. They, they know it's bad. They don't have the, you know, or whatever. And so I was like, so this doesn't bode well. And I was really nervous. And then with Die being so rough, and I mean, I think there were a lot of reviewers and people out there who were even less forgiving than I was about it. And I did not like that game. Um, there were, I just found redeeming qualities in it. I, I don't know if that maybe scared them a little bit because Die kind of crashed and burned so hard when it came out. Right. If that's why they didn't, they were waiting about reviews here or what, but either way, I was really nervous. And then when I got the game and started playing it and it was delightful to borrow one of your favorite words, it yeah. was delightful. It, and I just, i so really enjoyed glad. it. Yeah. It, I've just, I, mean, like,
1: I, I love it. Yeah. I was really, really, uh, that made me start thinking like, I'm not going to be able to read his review on the day it releases, that kind of thing. And I'm like, that's not great. Whenever I've had, I've seen that kind of thing happen in the past where I couldn't go look for reviews immediately. It was uh, usually indicative that the game was bad. And so I'm so glad that this is a delight. I'm so glad that it holds up to actually being DQ Monsters 3, that in Japan, it is part of the mainline series And that uh, it's not something that was a throwaway release. Um, It got really weird marketing over here. I mean, I have gotten some Facebook ads for it, which is pretty cool. Just thrown in with everything else, just normal ads for it, uh, which I don't usually see for uh, RPGs and uh, console games like this. And so I'm glad that it turned out well. I'm really enjoying playing it, you know, like I am. Uh, I'm glad I got uh, to carry over my monsters too. So that, that's going to be a good one. So I have a question for you though. As the story okay. progresses and moves forward, I don't want, I mean, and it doesn't, you don't have to, uh, no spoilers or anything. That's that's not what I'm asking. Does the story keep to the, I was going to say Final Fantasy 4 story, uh, the Dragon Quest 4 story where Sorrow is, is all his motivations and all of that does it actually still make sense within the context of the the main game or are there liberties taken with this where it's like well i guess that this all makes sense but
0: um i i would prefer to answer that at in our final episode when we do more spoilers um i think I will say this: I will say that if you have not played Dragon Quest Four, it doesn't matter. You can still enjoy this game. If you haven't played Four, okay, yeah. it's it's fine. If you've played Four, you'll obviously get references and the kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff that the game does, and you'll you know recognize some of the characters and some of the the monster names and things like that, and you'll get excited about that. But if you have not played Dragon Quest Four at all and you're just playing this. It totally works. Dragon Quest The Dark Prince totally works as a standalone game. You don't have to worry about. And and I would argue that you don't have to. Like it's better if you don't worry about trying to make it fit on like any on any timeline or into any certain canon. Mm, okay. and, and that's, that's just kind because of what of,
1: I was wondering. That's kind
0: of, of where I was
1: uh, trying to get at and couldn't.
0: And and that's more about how I am as a person than anything. It's because just like just like I don't try to to like cram all of the mainline Dragon Quest games into a canon or timeline like they're all in a sardine yeah. can like just stuffing them in there and making them fit. Like like you know I don't I don't want to do that either. The Dark Prince, if you've never played four, it's it's fine. You're gonna play this game, and even if you don't know who Sorrow is. It's not going to affect anything. You're going to have fun catching monsters. You're going to have fun um, with a monster synthesis. You're going to get to these different areas in, like, Nadiria. Some of them you're going to be like, ooh, and some of them you're going to laugh about, and some of them you're going to think are really cool, and uh, the variety is really great. And um, I don't want... That's, like, the one takeaway I could give to anybody. It's that even if you've never played a Monsters game or Dragon Quest four, like you can play this and enjoy it. Like you don't have to have prior knowledge to, to have fun with this.
1: Cool. And now one other question for you, because it oh, bothered no. me in the demo when I didn't bring it up. And okay. it's another thing as well uh, that I, that that I wanted to know for you. Sorrow talked a lot in DQ four. He doesn't talk at all because he's the protagonist in DQ monsters. Does it drive you crazy like it
0: does me just to see
1: him nod and move forward?
0: Um no. Not really. I think the reason it doesn't it, like silent protagonists are always kind of weird, and I think Dragon Quest handles it in a way where they, they like almost try to call attention to it, with like just having them nod and grunt or whatever. Yeah. Um It to me, I think the reason it's not so jarring is because you have games like Dragon Quest XI, where you have a silent, pro- silent protagonist, but then there's flashbacks, and he's just a chatterbox. Mm-hmm. And then it flashes back to the present day, and he's all stoic and quiet again, um, with like the yeah. luminary in eleven, like that kind of thing. And um, so, like that didn't bother me. No, I mean it, it is noticeable, especially there's a lot of times it's noticeable when like sorrow's just not talking at all, or he'll like he'll be throwing out his arm in like an animation and everything yep. and, you, and it, you get okay hey sorrow's explaining something to toil and trouble right now but <laughs> it didn't bother me any more than just silent protagonists in general
1: for some reason it's really like it really stands out and i think it's because i'm used to sorrow like explaining everything and talking and being really verbal and then in this one he just nods at people and and gestures and uh, gesticulates wildly and i'm like huh but every, and everything else is voiced as well so he doesn't have a voice and i'm like
0: how weird this turned out to be the only thing that really bothers me i think is i get i get really annoyed with rose his little elf girlfriend mm. and yeah there's something about her that's kind of over the top or something and I don't know. It's one of those things where like every time she talks, I'm like, man, I I would make her cry Ruby tears too. (laughs) That's actually what I was about to ask you. I was going to ask
1: you, do you hate her enough to punch her and make her cry rubies? Uh, Um, (laughs) But
0: yeah, It's just, I don't know. She's not like, it's not bad enough. Like it's not like, it's not Stella bad. Okay. Like in DQ nine where she's just constantly like, like irritating you and pulling you in one direction. But it really is anytime, anytime she kind of talks, in DQ Monsters, and I don't know, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but just it's something with her her voice and the way her like the cadence of her voice and the volume level of her voice that yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't like the way she talks. And I know it's not just me because, again, I've played this, I play this with my kids because even, even the kids are like, why does that girl talk like that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can, I can hear just Nora and Rowan especially asking you that. I, I feel like Nomi would be sassier about it.
0: But no, yeah, uh, I, it can was, hear, I can
1: hear the twins be like, why'd she do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Rowan. I don't know. Like, that kind of bugs me a little bit. And and there are some kind of annoying uh, NPCs and things. But we'll talk about that later because it, it's further right. on in the game. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I know this was meant to be a First Impressions episode, Um I'm just really thankful that uh that the quality of the game holds up to to what we experienced in the demo. Now, I will say pretty early on right from the get-go, I did have trouble with like stuttering and like some latency things where Oh, really? Uh, yeah, performance-wise, and I, I've heard that from a lot of people. Have you had issues with that? No,
1: not so far at all. It's I'm playing on the light, which actually performs really, really well with stuff. So, I don't know if it's because you're playing it on the original uh, the original Switch or not, but I haven't had any issues with it.
0: Yeah, i pay attention
1: it, to it uh, to be able to talk about it, but, but noticeably, like where I'd even caught my attention, no, not at all.
0: Obviously, when you play it in handheld, the FPS and just the graphics and stuff can drop and don't look as nice if you play it on the TV. If you play it in docked, I think it looks beautiful, but there's still some times that it really stutters. And I think for me, it's when there's really heavy, heavily populated areas where there's a lot of monster animations going on because there's a lot of monsters in that area right. and things like that. Um, there's a couple of times it happens whenever the seasons change. Like the seasons mm-hmm. overall, I think, change pretty smoothly in this game. Like they don't use loading screens and nine times out of 10, it's pretty flawless. There'll be like the breeze blows, blows by and suddenly the season is different. And, um, but there's sometimes where I'm just like running a sorrow and that breeze will come by. And he's kind of just like, he stutters as he steps a few times and then it just evens out and it's fine. But, um, it's not like, I've seen some people say the performance issues have like, have like ruined the game for them. And I haven't, I I've played pretty much this entire game at this point and I haven't encountered enough of performance issues where it's ruined my experience. Like I've encountered it enough that, you know, I'll probably dock it a little bit in my review or whatever, but right. But it's not bad enough that like, that I'm like, Oh, this game is garbage. or like, wha, I can't have fun with this. <laughs> right. Cause Saro's skipping when he should be running. Like it hasn't bothered me that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it is there. I mean, compared to games like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I mean, this runs like a dream. Um, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of the issues really are just, uh, with the switch at this point. Um, I mean, the switch is getting up there in age and, you know, anybody that owns a switch and loves playing on a switch like you and I do, it's just like, yeah. eh. if it looks a little uglier, the graphics look a little uglier. It's kind of just like, eh. it is what it is. Like, you can still have fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's that's, that's really the way I feel about it. It's still fun. Yes. The PS five is going to outperform it in every way, but I can't play that on handheld in my bed while my wife is sleeping before I pass out. Like that is the number one reason I love the switch more than anything else.
0: Yeah. for sure. And
1: I can do this and I can grind and synthesize monsters and stay up super late before, uh, uh, the, the I realize what time it is
0: so for those of you who are listening to this episode definitely let us know what you're thinking of Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince so far again we didn't want to get too far uh, into the story or with spoilers yet this episode because it's only like a week old at this point uh, BJ because of Amazon has not managed to, uh. Uh, to get as far into it as he would have liked we're going to be talking about this for the next few weeks But let us know what you think of the game so far because we'd love to hear from you and we'll try to even uh, read and discuss some of these on the show in the upcoming weeks too. Um, Remember you can talk to us on Twitter at DragonQuestFM you can even email us your thoughts uh, social at DragonQuest.FM and you can uh, also on Spotify you can just leave comments and let us know and we get all of those through our podcast hosting and we can read them and answer those hopefully too. If you want to talk to me individually, you can find me on Twitter or blue sky at dragon Questin. Uh Yeah. I'm
1: on Twitter myself at professor Beej. Uh Same for threads and Instagram. And we also have a Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash dragon Thanks
0: everybody. And we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks y'all. Bye.